I'm Kia. And I'm Florence. And this is Melanin in Medicine. Oh, so it's been years since we saw Flo. So uh, I'm very excited to have I you know back. You guys missed me. Yeah, they better had. You guys better miss Flo. <laughs> Don't be mean. And um, yeah, so you said. It's been 20 days since we've seen each other. Guys, I was hurt. Like, <laughs> and then Jackie was gone. Like, we were all out of town yeah. at different times. So. Like, I'm not a very affectionate person, but they got sick of me. Like, <laughs> no. I was like, I miss you guys. And yesterday I was like, can we, like, do a game night and then go slumber see party? I even proposed a slumber party, guys. Yeah, y'all. So Kia literally <laughs> bought movie tickets yesterday and was like, hey, guys, see you at 930. I was like, what? <laughs> so if you had plans, cancel it because <laughs> we're doing this. No, yeah. So needless to say, um, the Winter Bays are reunited. I don't know if we've explained the winter bays. No, on here. I don't think so. Oh, it's because we're cool and um, we basically call ourselves a group because we're like <laughs> we're like a two thousands uh, R and B female group and we're Ooh. we're on it. Ooh, yeah, there you yeah. go. No, who do we always get? People always say we're like we were TLC for Halloween. Yeah, was, we were. That was classy. Yeah, maybe it's TLC. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Destiny Child? No. Oh, because I feel like people call groups of three black women Destiny Child either no, way. TLC. <laughs> TLC. <laughs> Oh, and I was left eye, but I'm alive, so it's TLC too. A strong tangent. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start off um, with, of course, our elders elevation. So we have a fun episode for you guys, um, and I'm using this really cool app. So we're gonna see how we how we like it, how it works. It's called Anchor, and they actually have a promo section where you can segment your episodes and then um, put ads and things like that. So. We will have some um, quick blurbs where we talk about different um, companies and things like that because we're trying to get our sponsors up, you know, trying to get the coin for our um, for dropping the the good points for you all, and we just you know wouldn't mind being paid for it. So <laughs> y'all know med school is expensive. Yeah, yeah. And if at least we could get some money to order takeout, that'd be nice. A little, <laughs> a little Uber Eats hustle, if you will. So, um, we're going to do that. So, if this episode is wonky, guys, if, if there's anything weird about it, let us know. And we will definitely um, be receptive to that. We love feedback all the time. So, with that, we're going to slide into our little segments. And, yeah. Oh, and there may be some sound effects because, you know, I'm addicted. So... <laughs> Okay, guys, so we're going to jump into our elders' elevation, and today the quote is by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it is, let me never fall into the vulgar mistake of dreaming that I am persecuted whenever I am contradicted. So I know we've done a great job of using only um, um, minorities, African, yeah, 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 yeah. Minorities. as um, our quotes, but I really like this, and part of our stepping stones today we have a lot of different things we want to talk about that deal with like contradiction and understanding criticism is a good thing or can be taken as a good thing and so I feel like a lot of times with the sciences you have to be confident right like they they want you to be confident they want you to know what you're talking about and so in doing so you almost 
kind of doubt everyone around you or you at least have to know that you're right. And so to build that confidence, you know, you do go through a time where you kind of question yourself and you're like, I don't know how accurate this is and things like that. But you also have to be confident in, to a certain degree, not so much so arrogant. So um, when people contradict you or when people, you know, come to challenge your your way of thinking, don't always think it's a negative thing or don't always think it's, um, it's to make you look unprepared. Um, it's more so the way of the world, you know, it's the way science even happened. It's the way we were able to, um, kind of create so much, you know, just through people having questions and people, people posing, opposing, uh, opinions and things like that. And so that's really produced a lot, uh, just for humanity, obviously, but especially in the sciences. And so when you're doing your application, I know that was like a grand way to say (laughs) when you're doing your applications or when you're working on, uh, your personal statement and somebody reads something and they're like, you know what, I don't like this, or, you know what, I think you could put this a certain way. Uh, be very receptive to things like that. Even if you disagree with them, there's always something positive that you can take away from something someone says. But we'll delve into that for our personal, or not our personal statement, our stepping stone. So yeah, that's all for our Elders Elevation. Woo! First, we have our Mahoney messages. And although we don't have a specific question, we do have some positive feedback from Andrea. Um, via, thank you, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, huge thank you. <laughs> via our DMs. Uh, yeah, thank you, Andrea. She basically just said how much we've uh, helped her through, you know, her MCAT studies and things like that, which is really something that we love to hear uh, because the MCAT sucks. And anything that can cushion that uh, that experience is always helpful. So, um Shout out to Andrea. I hope you're doing great. And we have our interview question. So this week, uh, I stole from one of my interviews, guys. Okay. So part of my travels have been interviewing. And, oh, yeah. Tell them about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm emotionally more stable now than I was <laughs> this week. Um, yeah, I can tell you guys that mainly like during the interview episode. I don't know when it'll be. But um, interviews, guys. It's expensive. Um, it's long. You'll probably have to cut out a nice portion of your schedule and um, through all the travels and through all of like the stress of, you know, maneuvering through a city you're not familiar with or um, making sure your travel dates and um, arrangements are all aligned. All of that, plus having an idea of what you're going to say when you're asked questions on an interview. Um, it's pretty stressful. One of my interviews, and they understand, you know, so one yeah. of my interviews, I literally took my luggage to the interview site. Yeah, and so a lot of times you can call and see if they'll let you do that. Too, right, so. because they know, like, okay, I fly out tonight, mm-hmm. so. And I was very blessed because um, one of the uh, people who interviewed me were so sweet to take me to uh, the um airport so perks right won't mention the school won't say who but uh god was watching okay (laughs) because lyft is let's talk about lyft side note i know even uber uber and lyft they they're raised their prices i think it's just for airport stuff too because they know like Mm -hmm. every ride that i took from the airport was no no cheaper than like twenty dollars yeah they do. They're scammers. I don't trust them. <laughs> but I gave them all my money this week. So, <laughs> But yeah, so interviews, guys, make sure to plan for that. It's an experience. Like, if you don't have money saved for interviews, I think one of the worst things I'd ever be afraid of is being stranded in the city without money. So, yeah. and, and don't wake up super 
late to the verge where your Uber's one hundred and twenty-seven dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> now that was a vacation, but that was our fault. That yeah. was definitely so, our. Fault. Uh, make sure to be on time for your airport ride. Yeah. And if you're flying in Denver, don't fly <laughs> when it's gonna snow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely not. So. Sorry. Interview question. <laughs> what is it, Kia? Um, what is your greatest accomplishment up to this point? Okay. Oh, uh, well. Oh. See, the answer I thought of wasn't an answer. That I think they asked this at this point because, I mean, unless you were published or, like, had some type of award. Maybe, like, if you did, like, an athletic thing in undergrad. Might not be much. Yeah. Um, just depending on like what point you're applying you know if you're fresh out of college haven't done anything haven't worked or anything like Mm -hmm. that you really wouldn't know um honestly firsthand hearing this I was like making it alive to this interview because (laughs) I mean well no Jesus no but like in my mind I'm like the interview itself like I had to buy a plane ticket Mm -hmm. I had to arrange my hotel I had to arrange traveling get the MCAT score oh god right it's like so to get to this point is kind of big um but I you know I don't know if this is a cop-out for me but I just said my podcast because Oh, I you thought, said the podcast? Oh, girl, yeah. They were like, what's your biggest accomplishment? And I was like, making a podcast that people actually listen to. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was so excited because I was like, that was our goal. You know what I mean? Like, the goal was to reach people and be, like, yeah. somewhat of mentors and, like, encourage other people who are doing yeah. this. So for people to be actually listening and... And, like... Giving us positive feedback. Right. Like boosting us up. Yeah. It's yeah. really nice. Honestly, I don't know if this is gushy, but when I'm, like, kind of sad or, like, have an attitude, I go on our SoundCloud, like, stats, and I look <laughs> at the countries that listen to us, and it just makes me feel so much better. I'm like, who to thunk? You know, somebody in, I don't know, the Congo would be listening to this yeah. or something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Somebody in Israel is listening. Oh, maybe we should do, like, an international episode for international students. Oh, my gosh. Maybe. That would be so nice. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll get you guys. Yeah, we're reaching everyone. But, so, any accomplishments that you can think of? Honestly, I would say, I was going to say getting into med school, but I guess you really can't say that into a med school interview. Can mm-hmm. you? I guess if you already accepted a school, or is that? No, because. Yeah, then I would probably say my MCAT. Really? Yeah. So, just... non-academically, what would you say? non Because I think that's what they're looking for. Oh, that's hard. Right. I mean, you were an athlete. And you won Miss Black and Gold. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, I would have said Miss Black and Gold just because um, I feel like I am naturally really shy. So, like, that really helped me, like, get out of my comfort zone. That's really good. I actually did say that on my interviews. Oh, that's really good. I did use that. I forgot about that. Nice. Yeah, it was was an interesting question. So, I think that uh, wraps up all we have for our uh, honey messages and interview section. All right, guys, so next we have our stepping stones. And so our first stepping stone is going to be um, application don'ts. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hopefully that sounds good. <laughs> um, application don'ts. Anything that you can think of. I was very really fortunate. They, uh, in the application boot camp that I went to at Loyola, they... Um, they did a, like, they showed us, I think, seven faux applications or whatever, and we, like, read the personal statements and all that. I think it was just the personal statements, and they were like, okay, like, let us know what they did wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it kind of helps, because when you can say, like, what someone did wrong... Then you won't do it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one of them was, you know, somebody 
basically said their personal statement from like a kid's perspective. It was very awkward. It was like, what? yeah, girl, they were talking about, I think it started with like, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this and this was your personal statement, but <laughs> talk to Loyola. Uh, <laughs> but um, it started with something like, I was standing in my Spider-Man underwear watching TV or something. Because my personal statement, I did like a flashback. Is yeah, a flashback, but they st- the whole thing was from like a child's perspective. And I think oh. it was it was okay, but like all of it kind of tied into like him wanting to be a superhero and then physicians are superheroes, but Oh, mm-hmm. he was trying to do something different. He did too much. And I think that's the don't. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do too much. That's right. Right. Like I feel like don't try to be so creative that you just get out of hand. Yes. Like, be, be creative, but be creative that um, is your personality. Yeah, because it's a personal statement. It's about you. Mm-hmm. So, if you, like, try to do too much, you're not, like, J.K. Rowling, and they don't expect you to be. <laughs> yeah, like, don't say you went to Hogwarts, yeah. and... <laughs> you're not writing a novel. Right. Just the page. <laughs> Just the page. <laughs> so, um, there's that. Obviously, don't cheat as far as, like, making the period larger yeah. or, like, trying to fill up space. Yeah. I was like, don't lie. Oh, God. Don't lie. Because I don't know if they actually verify your stuff, but just don't lie. Like, Like hard don't lie. Like, don't lie. lie. (laughs) And if you didn't do anything, maybe you should take a gap year and, like, spend a year doing something. Don't Mm -hmm. reach out and lie. Yeah. Because, I mean, once you lie, even, like, studying for my interviews, I've had to, like, review my application. But it's easy because it's like, okay, if they ask me about this, I did it. I know it. Right. So I can explain it. If you lie, you have to review what you lied about. And it's even harder on secondaries because it's like if you lied on a secondary, you have to know exactly what you said. And like, okay. And then if you lie and then you rehearse things, they can tell by your body language, the tone of voice, like the words you use, like, and they might ask you a question you weren't expecting them to ask you. And if you actually did the what you said you did you'd be able to answer easy oh yeah you wouldn't know right and I feel like research is one of the hardest things because so you never know like what person is going to interview you yeah and you absolutely don't know what they might have researched if they're a researcher so don't let them ask you about a gene that you should know about (laughs) (laughs) and then you sitting there like "Mm, uh, mm, yeah Yeah. and it's a small world don't let them ask you about someone you shadowed with and then they actually know the person and then you're like they're like well they don't they stopped practicing in 90s (laughs) (laughs) no way really (laughs) yeah that would be tragic so hard don't lie um oh don't write about something that you can't talk about yeah so if you had a hardship that you experienced um or you know something very personal to you a loss um or something that even even something so positive that you get emotional about it point is you don't want to cry in your interview nobody's nobody's prepared for that yeah and it's like I know crying shouldn't be seen as a form of weakness, but we're doctors and like there's going to be tough situations that you're going to have to deal with. And if they see you in a state where you can't keep yourself together when you have to, then Mm -hmm. it's going to they're going to be like, how are they going to handle med school? Or even, yeah, in medical school, you it's hard. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're going to be crying in class, they're going to have to be like, okay, ma'am, can you clean it up real fast? You're (laughs) you're crying on the exam. Yeah, they they want you to be emotionally strong as well as academically strong. So mm-hmm. that's fair. So or something that makes you angry and you know that you're gonna have to stop talking about. Like you need a moment because you're so upset. You know what I mean? So 
don't don't do that yeah because i think there's a difference between passion and emotion like too emotional so. mm, okay yeah. yeah yeah there's well there's a there's a threshold or a yeah. uh uh oh, what am i trying to say the spectrum yes thank yeah. you and so if you're like so passionate you know you're so far at one end you're gonna be overly yeah emotional. you're doing the most Oh, God. <laughs> Again, um, back to don't do the most. Don't do the most. <laughs> um, what else did I have? Don't, oh, I guess I can refer to my notes. That's always nice. Um, oh, don't just... So when you're... This is more specific to your personal statement. When you're doing your personal statement, don't just write out a resume. You know what I mean? Or don't just repeat what you have in your application. I think we already said this in our personal statement episode. But um, that's, like, really important because it's just, like... If they already have it there, why would they read a page about it? Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, the application as on its own is kind of repetitive as is because they have everything there. Yeah. Um, they can see, you know, if you went through an academic, like, pit, mm-hmm. they'll see it through your transcript. Yeah. So, it's already repetitive. So, do what you can to give them something new about you. So, And I guess don't be negative about, like, bad grades or bad MCAT scores. Like, they want to see perseverance. And so, Mm -hmm. like, on your application, if you – or, like, interview, if you get asked, like, why'd you do the bad in this class? Like, if you can, like, support it in your application and say, like, I did bad, but I learned this from it, that's better than being negative about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Um, Don't – don't, don't, don't. Those are the don'ts I can think of. Do you have any more? Uh, don't repeat what you already did. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> don't write about something you can't talk about. Oh, um, don't. Okay, so this is kind of like, you kind of don't really know when you're doing this, but you know when you go to talk about it. So don't stretch to put things in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you made a rubber band ball, I don't think that's something that you need to put. <laughs> like... <laughs> As a long-term activity, you know what I mean? Just to get to 15 experiences or just to get to something in your application. So be realistic with what you put in there and and consider it strongly. Be picky. Um, And if you, like Flo said, if you don't feel like you have enough to be a competitive applicant, that might be the moment to be real with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a time for reflection and just be like, I didn't have enough. Maybe I should spend time doing more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah so next stepping stone um is knowing how to talk about yourself so this is kind of hard this is very hard um I feel like it was very hard for me to talk about myself because I like just offhand you're like I don't do anything well that's how I am I'm just like I don't do anything I'm boring that's it but then like people see my life and they're like oh you do a lot I'm like I guess I do like when you say it like that but to you doesn't seem like a lot no Cause I'm boring. No, you're not. You're my friend. You can't be boring. <laughs> Thanks, friend. <I> you're so <laughs> cute. How did I get blessed with you guys? It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no. So uh, that talking about yourself, and it's important not to like brag. Yeah, so yeah, I think people, if you're humble, which I mean, you should be if you're wanting to be a physician. So as a humble person, it might be hard for you to talk about yourself and not just list your accomplishments. So. What I was fortunate with, our um, post-baccalaureate teacher, um, who was in charge of, like, teaching us how to do the application, basically, she did a lot of emphasis on kind of the skeleton. So you want to talk about an experience. You want to talk about how your role in the experience. And then you want to talk about what you gained. And so same thing kind of from your personal statement. You know, you talk about um, kind of 
this is very zoomed out, but you talk about an experience and then you talk about, you know, the role you played and then you say what you gained. And when you talk about what you gained, it's always in the lens of how it's going to make you a better physician. So that's like the strongest thing you can do. Don't, um, and I guess it kind of goes in the line, you know, don't overplay what you did. Don't, uh, don't brag about your role and, and basically make it seem like, um, the physician in the room could have been gone and you could have done the surgery yourself, so to speak. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure that whatever you're talking about display like a dash of confidence with like a sprinkle of like, you're proud of okay. yourself, but like yeah, a large cook. scoop That's of, what she <laughs> a large scoop of humble in there. So, um, yeah. Let yeah. And I was going to say, um, and practice like talking about yourself because oh, I was yeah um, that's good yeah I was talking to someone the other day someone I'm like getting to know and they were like okay so tell me about yourself and I was like uh it's hard yeah it's so hard and they were like you're thinking about it too much and they were like you just need to like practice more and like not nah, I guess find that balance that Kate was saying and just so that if someone asks you like talk about yourself you should be able to talk about yourself so mm-hmm. like get in the routine of practicing just because like you're gonna meet new people all the time especially even after you get into med school like new classmates new professors mm-hmm. so like if you practice now like you'll you'll be able to know when it's like too much too little like just enough and then that way you can like gauge your interactions too right that's actually really good and every interview that i've been on they ask so tell me about yourself me too that's how they start because it's like it's kind of like a warm-up and i hate it that's the worst question because i'm like uh initially i'm just like black female uh five seven um y'all don't get to know my weight but it's in there and uh (laughs) i literally think of everything on my driver's license like there's not there's no definite way to tell someone about yourself so talking about yourself is definitely and and you're right like practice it out loud because I don't know it's just it kind of solidifies thing when you say it out loud guys this whole application is going to get you out of your comfort zone like I think that's the point honestly is to get you to talk about yourself in a way that yeah I mean sell yourself and I think it's so different because other degrees are taught this you know you look at business their their sole foundation I mean is networking so it's who you know in business and um even in some aspects of you know political degrees you have to know how to sell yourself so with that it's it's harder for sciences to teach you how to sell yourself because it's like we're learning all the same things we're you know we're doing things individually as far as like research some people may be volunteering some people may have different opportunities but when it comes to like selling yourself we're we're taught to just take information ingest it and then perform well on an exam so um it's really something you need to know and honestly this is kind of like one of the reasons I wish I would have taken some type of business class in undergrad Mm -hmm. just to like broaden my experiences yeah and kind of get that other Mm -hmm side of what's going on you know realize what they're teaching and things like that so yeah and going off to what key was saying i just feel like in this field a lot of the times like we're meant to compare ourselves to other people and so like we if we're not doing better or like the same as like some of the top people we always feel like less than Mm -hmm. ourselves and so like we don't we get blinded by our accomplishments so like one thing like you have to be proud of like the stuff you've done and like be able to show that mm-hmm. honestly a lot of the time I saw myself asking like my friends and like my mom and like even my dad I'd just be like so what do you remember me doing 
Um, and they'd be like, well, you know, um, you did this in undergrad, you did that in undergrad. And they felt like there was a lot to say in that aspect. So I feel like there was, um, there was more that I didn't notice. And so that's really important. All right, kids. So we have stepping stone number three, three, trace, uh, toi. What? Uh, oh, I thought we were going back and forth saying three in different ways. I can't do that. Okay. Well, we said English, <laughs> Spanish, and French, and then German. I definitely don't know their counting, so know. let's just leave them yeah. where they are. They're fine. We tried. <laughs> um, or our international listeners. listeners oh my god! That'd be so funny if we got a bunch of responses for how to say three in like a bunch of different languages. If y'all could do that, because <laughs> that would be great. That'd be really cute. Um, but yeah, so accepting criticism. Ouch. I like criticism. Yeah, you definitely get to a point where you appreciate it. Yeah. My thing is, there's a lot of people who don't know how to give criticism. So I know, um, I honestly call these the crusty crabs of the world. Um, yeah, I said it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so the crusty crabs of the world will tell you... But everyone loves crusty crabs, don't they? Um, well, I think of like Mr. Crabs when I say the crusty oh, crab. Oh, because so. he's crab. Okay. Right. But, um, <laughs> it's, okay, the Squidwards of the world. Okay, Squidwards. So, the Squidwards basically say everything bad with no positive, or no means to... They're hard to impress. That, yes. But they, when they give criticism, there's no way to adjust it, or there's no way of, like, they don't oh. give a means to fix it. So, are you saying when you give criticism, you need to say, like... You did this really well, but let's work on this. No, okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. But also, there's like a, I didn't like how you did this. And you could stop and be a Squidward, or you could propose ways to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like... Like, if you're going to give criticism, give them why they, it's not good. Yeah, and tell them ways they can... Because I could tell somebody, um, I don't like the way you worded this. But if I'm not going to tell them how to how I, I would word it. It's so biased, though. It's biased, and it's kind of open and uh, unended, or open-ended. So it's like, what do I do with this information? Like, yeah. you kind of just told me all the things you didn't like, but no way to fix, fix it. it. And so it's like, if I tell you to go, uh, I want you to travel to, I don't know, the White House. Well, who wants to go there right now? Mm. Um, <laughs> if I want you to go to a museum, but I don't give you directions. How am I really expecting you to get there and you don't have, like, a GPS, you don't have an address? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, the Squidwards of the world will just kind of break your stuff down. Yeah. And so. sometimes you got to stay away from the Spongebobs, too. Oh, my god! Because my mom's a Spongebob mom. I love you. Every you mom is a Spongebob. This? Every mom is a Spongebob. <laughs> Tell them what the Spongebobs are. This is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a pattern, too. <laughs> Spongebob's are just too positive. They are. And they're like, I like this. I like this. I love this. Every mom that reads your, like, if your mom reads her personal st statement, she's going to love it. Yeah, she is. Yeah. You could literally put your birthday and, like, the time you were born. And yeah. she's going to be like, wow, this is magic. Right? Because in her eyes, like, it's basically her personal statement, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'd ask my mom. I'm like, okay, so what can I fix? And she's like, I liked it all. And I'm yeah. like, like, it. Mom. <laughs> like, the first time I took my MCAT and I did horrible, my mom was like, you did so great. And she was like, I could never have done that. And I'm like, Mom, because you're not doing it, first of all. <laughs> I could have never. <laughs> that is so. funny. Yes, the SpongeBob's and the Squidward. So who are we looking for in this aspect? The Sandys? Sandy's a little too aggressive. She is aggressive. 
Sandy's very But impressive. is she wrong? You know what I mean? Like, when she gives... I feel like she... She has yeah, a sense okay. of, so like... We'll say, yeah, yeah. Who else? We'll Everybody else is ridiculous on, <laughs> on Spongebob. Oh, what about Mrs. Puff? Ooh, Mrs. Puff is real. Yeah. She's fed up with Spongebob. She is. Yeah, it's okay. Mrs. Puff, because you know Mrs. Puff is so patient with Spongebob, even though he very can't true. pass his driving test. Yeah. Wow. He hasn't passed his driving test in a lot, <laughs> like, the whole season, their series. But, yes. Yes, you Mrs. Want, Puff. Be yes. Mrs. Puff. Yes, yeah, so you want the Mrs. Puffs of the world. Um, somebody who's going to. Name? Yeah. Okay. What? Absolutely. Okay. I, yes. Okay. Because then she blows up when, when she's annoyed. <laughs> but so, yeah, like, somebody who's going to read, okay, your personal statement. And like we said, like, okay, I like this, but here's where you need improvement. Yeah. And, you know, someone who's going to see both sides of the coin, someone who's unbiased. So speaking of that, you need to be able to take that. Yeah. Mrs. Puff advice mm-hmm. and work with it. Yeah. So in turn, you can't be a SpongeBob. Yes. Yeah. This you, is full circle. Oh my God. Talk about, we need sponsors for oh. Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can't be a SpongeBob. You can't be hypersensitive. You can't be hyper defensive. You can't be um, uh, too. Honestly, you have to have some sense of where you, how much criticism you're going to take because if you take every suggestion from every person it's not your own yeah it's not you can't and like you, if you have that's why sometimes i almost say stay away from sending so many people your personal statement send mm-hmm. it give it to like maybe four people max like, well quality over yeah, quantity quality so yeah. if you send it to four people who i mean you met at mcdonald's this morning versus you know four people who know you very well yeah it's gonna make a big difference honestly if you send it to the whole crew at mcdonald's (laughs) versus three people who know you very well you know that's the difference exactly and i just i know with my personal statement it got to some point where everyone was nitpicking every little thing between a comma and an exclamation point Mm -hmm. and like it gets to the point where you just have to be like screw you guys like i'm putting this in (laughs) but not really but like really yeah (laughs) Because at one point, like I told you, I sent mine to four people on a weekend. I think I finished my personal statement on a Saturday, sent it to four people, submitted it on Sunday. Literally, like, school wasn't even open, so I couldn't send it to, you know, professors. <laughs> but, yeah, because at one point, you have to have that sense of deadline. You have to have that sense of, okay, enough's enough. Like, let yeah, me Yeah, and pride in yourself and what you've done and accomplished. Because no one's going to feel your passion but you. So True. Very true. Let's see. Um, so don't be a SpongeBob. Be a what? Should then they be a Sandy? No, Sandy. They- well, Sandy don't be taking no kind of suggestions because she's still a squirrel living in the ocean. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like if she really took suggestions, she'd go home. That's true. Yeah, they've been on land multiple times. I saw an episode where they were in space. So <laughs> your excuse is gone, Sandy. Oh, what about mm, the lobster? What's his name? Mr. Krabs? No, Mr. no, the other one. Oh, Larry the Lobster? Maybe. He's pretty cool. I feel like he's just buff. So if you want to just be buff in your world, yeah, be Larry the Lobster. This this suggestion has really gotten out of hand. Point is, be you. And, uh, <laughs> and be confident in your statement because... I don't think anybody from the cast of Spongebob is actually a good example of who you want to be. But um, And yeah. with constructive criticism, it goes even further out than the application process. Like, 
if someone like your advisor, take that with a grain of salt, is like, you're not ready to apply to med school, you're yeah. not ready to apply. Yeah, to that is very true. Yeah. yeah. Or if um, even during your mock interviews, you know, you're going to have to take criticism. Not everybody knows how to interview. Yeah. So if somebody tells you, oh, you need to sit up straight or you say um too much, you fidget. That's something you should just take. And honestly, I've learned to appreciate criticism. I know. I so love much. it. Like, even today, I was talking to Key on the phone on my way over here, and she was like, I found this new app. Like, we need to use it. It, like, helps you with time management. That's, like, that's still, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? It's definitely, like, it's criticism before it can really get out of hand. I mean, like, yeah. I guess it's criticism. Is yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do manage sure. my time well all this weekend. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's super nerdy. It's basically like a log. Um, so I wanted to log our study hours. I think that's kind of a way to hold us accountable. I know I'm very numbers based when it comes to like my workouts. Um, and I'll even say like, I didn't have an efficient workout because I didn't burn so many calories. So if I have a log where I log how many hours I study each day, I can look at it and be like, oh, I only studied two hours. It's not efficient at all. Like, oh, I only studied. And when you're looking at, um, say your exam, you know, through um that you've been studying maybe two weeks for you can look at how much you actually studied during those two weeks and be like hmm didn't really study at all so I feel like by that I don't know if I could turn myself into a robot guys I really would because <laughs> then I wouldn't be friends with you yikes I guess I'd lose a friend never mind to robotic Kia <laughs> but yeah it's kind of a way to like monitor what you do and hold yourself accountable but criticism is a good thing it is and even as a physician, you're going to have criticism from your patients, from your staff, from, you know, administrators. Um, as a resident, yeah. that's your entire job. You're, yeah. you're taking the criticism that, you know, and that criticism is going to make you a better physician. Yeah. Um, I think, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like what you're saying, like you have to learn how to filter those criticisms too, because sometimes you'll just keep getting negative after negative after ne- negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll probably start like internalizing that. So I think you have to know when, like, the criticism someone's giving you is actually true versus someone just being mean. Right. And this is also, like, a life lesson low-key because a lot of people in life, when they see you doing great things, they will have a lot of negatives to say. They will have a lot of things to point out about you that they don't like. And sometimes it's things about themselves that they're pointing out. Ooh, that is... <laughs> so um at times you know you have to kind of distance yourself from people who only have distance yourself from the squidwards you know especially during this time during your mcat studies you don't have time for that that's not what you're there for yeah. so uh if somebody constantly is always why you got to do this why you do this why you da, da, da. you have a lot of questions yeah, and see, i you need a sandy in this case mm-hmm. yes a sandy i think i'm sandy oh, are you sandy i'm pretty sure what I'm am sandy. i spongebob Lucky. Can I be Spongebob? Yo, ma'am, you are Spongebob. Okay. <laughs> when you said find the positive and everything, I was like, flow. <laughs> Definite. <laughs> and we could literally be on fire and Flo would be like, at least we won't freeze. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> but okay. you definitely need to stay away from the Squidwards of the world. Just Which because Jackie then? She's a Spongebob too. Okay. That's why I'd be losing my mind with y'all. <laughs> Because then Flo would be like, at least we won't freeze. And she'll look at Jackie and Jackie would be like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> we're still on fire. <laughs> wow, that sums up our friendship. It does. <laughs> I kind of want to ask a poll about what we talked about yesterday when me and Jackie agreed and you disagreed with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
talked about dark skin, light skin, and what I am. I'm a conglomeration. So if Kia's light skin, please message us. No! Is I right? Oh my god, if people message us about this, I'm gonna be annoyed. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna delete it. Before you're, I see it. No, you're gonna see it. You're gonna get a notification like, I thought we had this email. No. No. <laughs> No, yeah. yeah. I don't know, y'all. I fall into a funny category. I noticed we're not going to get into a light-skinned, dark-skinned company. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> no, not today. Point is, um, have a good balance of people in your life. But yeah, have to have a standard for negative. And that's really what it is. It's just negative energy at some point. I know um, at one point in my life, not to be as specific or anything, but at one point in my life, I feel like I was surrounded by a lot more Squidwards than I could handle. Mm. Um, and... It really caused me to only focus on the negatives. And that honestly made it so much harder to submit my application. Because, mm. you know, I'd read something and I'd be like, this is just like, it's too this, it's too that. It's not emotional enough. It's not um, connected enough. Or it's too emotional. And it's like, mm. if you only take in that criticism of the Squidwards, you'll you'll never be satisfied. Yeah, you'll never nope. find something that you feel confident in. So... Yeah. Yeah, I can't be around Squidwards. You're better than me because any person that's a Squidward to me, I X. Right. I and it, it's it's hard for me because I like to take in everybody's opinion. Oh, you're nice. <laughs> like you're you. nice. Oh, you can sit down. Yeah, and honestly, to some people, I might even come off as a... Nah. No, you're not, I'm a, not Squidward. a Squidward. Thanks, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're very honest. You're like, kind of like, yeah. I'm a Sandy. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, even with myself, I'm pretty honest with myself. There's times where I probably, like, You're check too myself. You're with the, yourself sometimes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> where it's, like, not true. Oh, yikes. Thanks, friend. Mm-hmm. I, I am hard on myself. You are your big, biggest critic. That's yeah, true. They say that. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, distance yourself. You don't have time for negativity. Take all that out. Throw it away. There's enough negativity in the world. If you're wanting ne- negativity, you'll find you'll, it. Mm-hmm. Especially in this field. Who, girl? Your and teacher will tell you you're dumb. Your classmates will make them feel like you're dumb. Yeah. You'll think you're dumb. And then it's just a cycle. So. And when you, even then, like, when you talk about the field and criticism, working as a medical technician, so many people criticize everybody else's job. So... The med techs uh, criticize the nurses, criticize the front desk people. The front desk people criticize the med techs. Uh, the doctors criticize the nurses. The nurses criticize the doctors. Everybody is, you know, everybody has an opinion about who could do better. And it's like so many people take pride in fixing other people's job that they don't focus on themselves. Ooh. But, <laughs> right. But it, it, I mean, that you can extend that to any career field. You know, mm-hmm. teachers will criticize the principal. Principals will criticize the teachers. And that's just the world we live in. You know, to put the blame on somebody else, that's just what we do um, naturally. And so at one point, especially during your application, you have to be real with yourself. You have to take the criticism that you can see as positive. Um, And honestly, if you have somebody who continues to give you negative feedback with no means to correct it, stop asking them. Stop asking for their opinion. Exactly. And like, don't be afraid to ask for constructive criticism. And I think um, if you do get constructive criticism and you're scared to get get it don't um I think that like really turns into like the self and you need to like reflect on yourself and like Mm -hmm. figure out why maybe you know you have a low MCAT score and you don't want to hear someone else say it so you have to come to terms with that by yourself and Mm -hmm. then before you seek help yeah and if you are humble through this application process you're definitely not going to be humble in medical school and that's what the interview process is they're trying to see who is actually ready to be 
shaped and molded into a physician. Medical school is a total criticism experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> like, like even like the first time I took the the MCAT, just getting my score that's criticism. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> We didn't like you. We didn't like any of your responses. <laughs> you chose C when you should have chose B like 10 times. Like 10 times. <laughs> it was never C, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Like, like yeah, the MCAT is a hard critic. <laughs> and people are going to criticize you from your MCAT score. They're going to, I mean, you hate to think of it as, you know, you're just a number. And to many schools that that's worth being considered, you're not just a number. But to some schools... That are very numbers based. You are simply your MCAT score, your GPA, and the date you applied. That's true. So yeah, and all those practice tests you take—that's like the best form of criticism. It is because you can literally—and don't take it negative. Because like I know, like you're gonna take a test and kill it one week and get like a five ten. The next week you're gonna get like a four ninety eight, and you're gonna be like, "What happened?" The difference between next step and Kaplan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. And you're definitely going to be like, what happened? Like, Mm -hmm. where did I go wrong? But then sit down and reflect and figure out, hey, maybe on this practice test, I ate these snacks. Or maybe on this practice test, like, like my neighbor was like... I don't know. Mowing their lawn. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, sit down and really, like, evaluate your practice test because that's, like, the best navigator and predictor to where you actually are. That's actually really true. I guess there are a lot of points of criticism during this journey. Mm -hmm. Too many. Oh, God. Yes, indeed. So, um, I think that wraps it up for all of our stepping stones. Do you have anything else? Not that I can think of. Oh, um, I don't know if we said not everyone is helpful to review your application. Was that our SpongeBob references? Uh, no, we didn't really go into that. Just not everybody needs to see your application. Um, yeah, just be be cognizant of who's looking at your application. Um, you want to have people, and oh, I thought about this. So, when you have people review your application, just any part of it, ask for three positives and three things you could fix. Period. Mm -hmm. That kind of puts you in control of the criticism if you aren't used to accepting criticism. That way you know what's coming. coming, You know what I mean? Also, this tells people what you want. So tell them before they read it, just be like, by the way, I'm going to ask you three things you like, three things I could fix. Yeah. Because that way they do they do give you constructive criticism some people won't have anything to say mm-hmm. um they'll be like honestly i think it was great there was yeah. nothing to fix there's always something to yeah fix. when one of your paragraphs has like 10 different spelling errors literally you could have had your math homework in the middle of your personal <laughs> statement so like there's always something to fix so um be cognizant of that and give them yeah give them some points to look for so that's all that wraps up our stepping stones Okie doke, so next we've got our Hidden Jemison, and um, as we told you guys, it's been kind of difficult getting a Hidden Jemison, just because um, now it seems like a lot of things are basically closing, Um, not many applications are open still, uh, for the summer at least, but we don't know who might be listening to this, or when you might be listening, so um, we're still going to give you some opportunities, just like because we care about your success as a whole. So um, this uh, Hidden Jemison is for the NIH, the National Institute of Health. Um, and this is the U.S. Um, Health and Human Re- like Services uh, Department, basically. So NIH does a lot of research for just like 
basically health and wellness um, globally. They do a lot of um, like research for medicine specifically, I guess. Yeah. Um, so just a lot of things. So if you're interested in getting some research experience, any type of experience with the NIH, I feel like would like actually be pretty admirable. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, they have a summer internship program in biomedical research. Um, so as of right now, the application cycle is closed, but this is something you could also plan for next year um, for rising juniors or people who um, know that they're graduating next year and kind of want something to do during the summer yeah, um, as you do your application. So, um, yeah, basically it's a um, summer program. It's an eight-week eight program um, where you conduct research. Um, you get to work side-by-side side with very, um, very basically uh, experienced researchers just globally, um, and it's it's pretty vague, but it's a great experience. <laughs> I don't think that they pay you, um, so you might have to see that there's a stipend. They have a bunch of different locations. Um, looks like some in Maryland, uh, some in North Carolina. They've got a little bit in Massachusetts, Montana, um, Detroit, and Arizona. So they have a bunch of different positions available for the summer. Um, and then let's see, they give you some coursework, um, and it looks like. They do um, kind of just prepare you as like as much as they can for your next journey. So um, if you're interested in applying for this, definitely just look up training.nih.gov slash programs slash SIP. And I think SIP is the, uh, it's basically a general application that has like subcategories. So you have to kind of pick which program you want to apply to in the SIP application. It's kind of complicated to explain. So I'll just go on the website, y'all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I really, every time we talk about hidden gemisins, it's always something I'm like, wow, I really wish I would have done that. I know, that. me too. And like having the opportunity to travel in undergrad, it's like really nice because what are you going to do during your summers? Yeah. I took a lot of online classes, but I could have definitely done a research program right? while doing those online classes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, take advantage. Exactly. We'll be trying to fit in like traveling now and... Oh God. My friends won't stop traveling us. <laughs> Kia hates us. It's so hard. And they're like, let's go to the Bahamas. And I'm like, God, I want to go. And God is like, can you afford it? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> have you seen that meme when it's like, should I spend money in my bank accounts? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I'm, I'm living that meme. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's our hidden Jemison for the day. And honestly, uh, yeah, so closing notes. Our good friend Amaka matched into her number one choice for residency. Congratulations. Right. So she will be practicing internal medicine as a resident in a in a hospital in North Carolina, South Carolina. I don't know where. But we're proud matched. of you. Either yes. Way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big proud. Um, yeah. Black women in medicine. Um, Nigerian woman in medicine for the Nigerian listeners. More representation. Um, and, yeah, just doing incredible things. Um, very accomplished, very humble, and very driven. So, yeah, we love Amaka. She's doing great. So proud. Um, my nerdy. Oh, and congratulations to everybody that matched yeah. um, in the match cycle. We don't think many resident-level people listen to this. But if you are, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for reflecting, I guess. Um, and, yeah, I was, like, definitely getting teary-eyed watching all the matches. Aww. It was just so nice. I like know. everybody's crying because you you like feel it. Yeah. When you watch those people like open those letters and just like see where they matched and 
it's just like a weight is lifted off of their shoulders for like a moment yeah. a strong moment and it's like motivation because that'll be you one day oh my goodness yes whenever you get bored literally just go on instagram type <laughs> in the match 2019 tag and you'll see a ton you'll see all of it so um congratulations to everybody that matched um thank you guys for being patient with our wonky uploads but we got it and we're doing our best so <laughs> yeah um and have a good week so bye toodaloo Bye.